What is good, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods as we continue our FCS player spotlight headed into the 2023 season. We got one, in my personal opinion, one of the best defensive backs in FCS football right now, Mr. Asayas Guthrie. Transferred to Jackson State, FCS freshman All-American, two-time first-team All-MEAC selection, HBCU All-American. This guy has done it all in a very, very short time at the FCS level, man. Asayas, I appreciate you jumping on the show, man. Appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate it. I want to go back a little bit, man, to high school. I was I went back because, listen, man, I, I think we've all seen your college highlights, but I was going back and looking at your high school tape, kind of looking at what you accomplished, and you were dominant on both sides of the football. Yeah. What was your recruiting process like, and were, was there any potential of you exploring possibilities to play both ways at the collegiate level? Um, my process was interesting, um, to say the least. Um I kind of didn't get started until late. I'd say I was a late bloomer, um, just being that I'm from a small state. Um, and so football here isn't, like, highly touted or anything like that. And so um, going into my summer, going into the summer of my senior year, I think it was, is, is when I, like, really made a decision, like, all right, I'm going to play DB. Um, and so I started doing some camps and started doing both. And so, you know, like, when you go to camps, they have, like, their guys that they're looking at already. And so – they kind of like just know who they're kind of looking at. And so I was at a Rutgers camp and um, they were giving those guys like different color wristbands or whatever. And so I was just peeving it. Um, and so I had to DB and just off my size alone, that kind of just put me in that, that caliber um, with those guys. And so I was running with the guys that they were already looking at. Um, and so being that I was rough, but I still had kind of talent, um, a lot of talent. And so I got like, that was my first real look. Um, was Rutgers and so after that camp I got a few other spots um, but my first offer was St. Francis and they had offered me a DB um, and I had no tape out at the time um, which was crazy so that was pretty dope honestly it was pretty dope just to um, get that offer and kind of really just have nothing like really to back it um, some 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 camp tape and they just trusted me and so I appreciate that that's a coach I stay in touch with to this day man and we have a good relationship um, I'm sure I, I'm sure too like for his career that probably was huge because I know you know this man to land on a guy with no tape and he yeah. developed like you have I'm sure he's got a good word in with you know wherever he's at right now yeah, yeah it was crazy that's my guy though for sure um it was never really talked about about me playing both sides I was never like I never even thought about it honestly um I just knew like high school was like pretty easy just because like if you're overly athletic and you're a really good, like, ball player, you can play good at the high school level. Um, when you get to that college level, it's totally different as far as learning the playbook, um, adjusting to different things, school, being away from home, different things. So I just never really thought about playing both sides. But when I actually got to Delaware State, I had signed um, as a wide receiver. Um, and then two weeks after I had signed, me and my actual best friend now, we had switched. So he played DB, I played wide receiver, and then they traded us. So now he he was going to play running back, and I was going to play um, safety. That What a story on that one, the fact that you guys ended up switching to the opposite side to the ball. When you get to Delaware State, I think you probably had one of the best true freshman seasons in college football, your first your, your or your redshirt freshman season at Delaware state. When you finally got on field, I think that pick six really put you on the map, man. I mean, you 
gone. I mean, no one was coming after you. I saw an interview you did about that. I want to go back to that first year for you. What was your biggest learning experience that first year you exploded onto the scene at Delaware State? Um, my biggest learning experience was just that, like, football is is it's a lot to football it's a lot to it um and so just being able to use my knowledge um and put me in the right positions will set me ahead way more than being fast or being strong ever would you know what i'm saying i have a particular set um and i think anybody any of my db coaches or coaches in general will tell you like i'm able to go out there and direct my defense point blank period you know what I'm saying? I'm able to get us in and out of checks like this point blank period. You know what I'm saying? And being able to do that and then also do your job and also be able to tell the guys around you like what their job is, that's not something a lot of guys can do, especially at the de defensive back position. Um, you usually find out that your director is probably your middle mic linebacker. Um, but for me, like I, I direct my whole back half. And so um, that that was kind of a learning experience for me, like being able to find out what my what my thing was going to be you know what i'm saying i knew i wasn't the fastest guy i know i wasn't the strongest guy so what was what i what i was going to make my thing and how i was going to excel at that thing i i know you've already talked about your reason for transfer on multiple platforms and everything so i want to kind of shift to a bigger question when you when you entered the transfer portal did you know you wanted to finish your career at an hbcu program um I'm not going to say – no, I didn't. No, I didn't not at all. Um, I didn't know that at all, but everything works out the way it's supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Um, without a doubt. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had some high FCS offers. Um, I actually got a couple of offers after I had actually committed. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it was a lot, you know, to, to kind of jumble, and it definitely tested my committedness to Jackson State for sure, just getting reached – Get, get in school like Louisville calling like yo like hey like we're trying to offer you what's up and like, yeah like I'm committed like and I'm rocking out so I mean but no I, I definitely didn't know but when I definitely realized what I was doing for the culture and what I was doing for for this level of football when I did it it was monumental and I realized that, that, that this is this is the side I want to be on when it's all said and done so Jackson State offers, I mean, listen, they put on the social media push for you. I don't think I got on Twitter a single day without seeing you tagged by a Jackson State fan, a Jackson State account saying that they wanted you in Jackson. But in terms of your perception, what separated Jackson State from other programs in your recruitment and ultimately made it the place for you to finish your career? Um. You know, like I, I, I'm big on relationships. I'm big on conversation. I'm big on knowing who I'm, who I'm gonna play for. You know, what I'm saying that was a big reason on why I, I, I stepped away from Delaware State. Um, I, I gotta believe in the people I'm playing for. Um, that, that's my, that's my teammates, and that's also my coaches. And so, being able to t have a sit down with Coach TC and, and understand the type of man he is and the type of uh, character he has, and then just know his story as well. Um, his, as a player at uh, Jackson State, um, that right there kind of just set it off for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I did take my, my time with it. You know what I mean? But it was one particular conversation I had with him, and um, we were on Zoom. Um, it was me, him, Coach O, 
couple of my family members and they just got to sit there and literally just ask questions, whatever questions they wanted. And I would just sit back and kind of just let it unfold. But while we was having that conversation, I just knew it. Uh, I actually texted him while we was on the call. I was like, yo, I'm coming. Like, I ain't even tell my family yet, but I'm, I'm going to come. I'm coming. And so, yeah, I mean, Coach TC is a guy I want to play for. And as long as he's there, I don't foresee me going anywhere. I mean, I love it. You know, I, you know, I knew about TC Taylor, but I didn't get to meet him until I came to Jackson for the pro day early, or last month. And I got to, you know, talk to him, got to talk to Coach Bradley. And, man, I, I don't blame you, man, because that was the first time I got to meet Coach TC and just talking to him. Even for me, I can't even play. I was like, man, I'm ready to play. For this guy, he's just so down to earth, man. I, I love talking to him, so I can I can only imagine what he's like on the recruiting trail. Yeah, no, he, he's he's a good dude, man. He, he's a good. Dude. I should have to you straight for sure. I know forming positional coaches' relationships is big for you. Your new defensive back coach, Terenzo Quinn, comes in. Talk a little bit about building a relationship with him and what what it's been like building a relationship in that entire DB room between Coach Quinn and all the new defensive backs that have come into Jackson State this offseason. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of old guys there already. I mean, they were really just open to anybody. I mean, they, I mean, they was on a team where a lot of them had all came from different places, and so they understood being that new guy just a year prior. You know what I'm saying? And so, me and and a few others, we came in, and they they welcomed us. They welcomed us. Um, and so it was it was actually a few days, maybe even like a week or so before we even met Coach Quinn. Um, and so we got the, the ability to really kind of start building our bond. And then for Coach Quinn to come in and he kind of just was he, – he didn't come in like, oh, I'm the coach. This is how it's going to be. Like, no, like he was open to different stuff. He let us know the kind of way he he likes to do things. Um, and we adapted and grew as a group. We adapted and, uh, and grew as a group. Um, and we grew into a family. And so it, it, it was dope just to see how that whole thing um, kind of just formed um, so, so fast, honestly. I mean, we was only together for what? Two months, three months, probably. I mean, it, it was fast though. I mean, I feel like we we, we got a good bond in our room. Um, we got a good idea of of everybody's strong suit, um, everybody's role. I would say, um, and so I mean, he 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 makes things clear. Uh, he lets us play ball, and he's a. I mean, he's a good dude. He's a good dude for sure. He, he definitely. I mean, we when it's time to joke, we joke. But when it's time to get serious, we definitely get serious. Um, for sure. I'm the biggest fan of Coach Bradley's defense. I, I I was real close to that all corner staff. I kind of I love how I love defensive coordinators just personally that just let their players fly around and play, and they're aggressive, and they let their players shine in that system. And I feel like that's what Coach Bradley does. But you've you've gotten a li limited amount of time playing in that system. We're approaching the season as the months wind down. What ha what has been the how do you feel like your skill set fits best in Coach Bradley's new defensive system? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, the IQ is crazy. My, my IQ is crazy. Um, and so um, in our back end, we have a lot of options or a lot of tags and a lot of things we can do pertaining to what the offense does. And so that's going to be big, I think, you know what I'm saying, being able to get a base call. And then as soon as the offense comes out, we're like, all right, we got to switch to this. And being able to switch to that fast, get everybody set up, and now let's play ball and allow my playmakers to make plays. I think that's that's what our defense needs um, is a guy who can go out there and conduct it, make sure everybody's on the same page first and foremost, and then let the dogs go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think when you look back at all the best Alcorn State defenses, they always had that safety that 
kind of was running things. I mean, last year it was KJ Kinsler in that room. And, you know, you go back even a few years ago, they had some really, really good safeties come through Norman. But, man, I, I left something out in the intro because I, I feel like I could have attached recruiting coordinator to your name in that intro as well because I, I talked to Jalen already, man, on the show. You two guys, I think – I don't know if there's another pair in the country that recruit harder on social media than you two do. How did that come to be, man? Is this something that you guys just one day saw, saw the portal action was like, man, we're, we're, we're going to take the lead on this? Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you talk to anybody who's getting recruited by Jackson State, they'll tell you, like, our fan base is – like, you know, I mean, our fan base is crazy for, for us – um, I think it hits different when an actual player hits you up and it's like, yo, like, all right, like, let, let's talk. Like, what you want to talk about? Um, that's big. You know what I'm saying? And so whoever, I mean, like, like I tell guys, like, I'm not, like, I, I'm not, like, no recruiting coordinator, so I don't got no power to offer guys and not like that. So a lot of times, like, send me a player and I'll be like, well, does he have the offer yet? Like, I can't really do too much. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? So, but after that, I mean, it's full swing. I let guys know what's up. Um, I, I, let, I, let, I let guys know what's up how it is for me personally, first and foremost, um, and then how it could be for them. You know what I'm saying? The situations we got going on down here, the coaching staff, what they're like, um, the fans, what they're like, the environment, all of that. And so, I mean, I understand what it means to have a good football team. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the, I think that's the selfless part of it when you look at it. Um, we recruit guys who play our same position who could come in and take our spot next week. You know what I'm saying? We're not about – stopping the competition part of it we love to compete um, we want the best team possible and so if, if our coaches feel like this is a guy who can help us out we're gonna go ahead and try to get him as well man i i love it because i'm telling you I, I do think it makes a huge impact because i see the reaction from and i think it generates a lot of interest in the fan base when they see you interested in a player that yeah. just i mean it sends everyone to that i mean you can't wake up and not think about jackson state as a recruit when you got players, coaches, fans tweeting at them. I, I got to talk to Coach O, man. That's my guy. He's got to get you on some home visits. I know he said you had a little bit too much dip on your chip, but I think that's something that by this by your senior year, man, if it, if you if you and Coach O could be a tag team, man, I think that would be unstoppable. That would be dope. <laughs> but man, shifting to spring practice, I need what what was the number one thing you wanted to improve on this spring going into 2023? Um, honestly, just being able to do defense, it was kind of just, um, understanding it, honestly, kind of just understanding it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing. Um, coming into it, they had, it was kind of questioning my tackling ability. And so I kind of just wanted to show them that, like, like, I'm not, I'm, I, I never believed in, like, being a big hit type of guy, me, myself, just because of my frame. And just, I also know, like, this game we play. It's about longevity, who could last the longest, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of guys that, that, that we got on our back and they they's hitters, but it, it got for me it's just about getting the guy on the ground. And so if I'm able to get the guy on the ground five times out of five, rather than make a big hit three times out of five, I I'ma do I'm gonna go five times out of five every time. And so that was just the biggest thing for me, just proving that I could tackle well and I think I did that. I th I think I it like you said, your IQs out there in terms of football, I think that's just like you said, no kind of knowing your role. You guys got big hitters, but Asias Guthrie is not going to be the guy who's going to go try to knock someone's helmet off. He's the guy that's going to get the picks, the pass breakups, be in the mm -hmm. right place. So, so I love that, man. So 
you've achieved a lot. I mean, I went through the accolades already. In one year, you achieved more than a lot of players achieve in their whole careers. But what are you looking to achieve in 2023 in terms of personal goals? Um, Consistency. Consistency is big. Um, I, I think it's a lot to go ahead and climb a mountain and get there. I think the hardest thing for me would be is, like you said, I got a lot. I got more than what guys get in a whole career in one year. And so being able to keep that is going to be very hard. And so I'm I'm ready for that. I'm ready for the task. Um, and also just, just I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a swag champion. You know what I'm saying? I, they are. Some of the guys on the team is. I'm not. And so they, they talk about winning the celebration, bro, man. I'm just trying to win game, one game at a time. Um, one game at a time, take it one game at a time and, and kind of just get the swag chip and move on to different things um, and kind of just finish this thing out. Um, that I mean, that, that's that, that's the biggest thing for me, taking it one game at a time. I love that. And I, I'm, I'm sure that just motivates you even more, seeing the guys have their championship gear, have the rings in the dorm and everything like that. But I know it's a new conference, so rivalries aside, because you, you, you kind of engulfed in the MEAC, you know, part of the HBCU, uh, I guess, diaspora, you would call it. But is there a game on the schedule this year, man, that you're looking forward to the most that you have circled as a statement game? Um, I guess the first one, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the first one, I feel like that's the ones everybody's, like, waiting for, honestly. I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, um, FAMU, Southern. Um, but to me, I mean, it's the first one. That's our debut. You know what I'm saying? If we can go out and pitch a blowout, that'll that'll set a lot of things on fire. Um, and that'll take some momentum um and and have us rolling at the right at the right speed. So I mean the first one's gonna be big, honestly. It's gonna be a big stage, you know, week zero game on a Sunday, um, down in down, up in Atlanta, Georgia. And so that's gonna be a big game on a big stage to really just make a big, a big boom ASAP. Um, and so I kind of got a thing with first games, and so hopefully if I if 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 things stay rolling, I'll be, I it'll, it'll come to it'll come to pass. Yeah, prom time kickoff, ESPN, no other games on at that time too. The whole world's gonna be tuned in. So man, yeah, I, that's a hell of a pick, man. So quick hitters, man, before we let you get out of here. NFL comps are so big, man. Everyone likes to talk about it with the NFL draft coming up as we're recording on Wednesday tomorrow. Which NFL player do you feel like you model your game after the most? Um, you know, we get this question a lot. Uh, it's not really like a one single player. I think if you're a student of the game, you kind of like to um, watch a whole plethora of players. Um, and so for me, a lot of people, I I I would say I'm a true defensive back. And so what does that mean? I can play corner, I can play nickel, I can play safety, I can play in the slot, and do different things. And so. So for me, I watch a lot. Of, I watch a ton of guys. Um, I watch Pat. Um, I watch J.C. Horn. I watch Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, J.C. Jackson. Um, I even watch my, my guy from um, from SC State in the MEAC, the Kobe Durant. I watch his film. Um, I mean, you, you you never really can stop learning. One I watch a lot. Um, well, no, I probably watch. I probably watch Jamal Adams a lot. He's probably, he's smart, but he's a big hitter too. He's a big hitting guy. But I kind of yeah, like I I like to model my game after a couple of guys, um, and kind of just take a little bit from everybody. Honestly, that would be the biggest thing. Man, I love it. And you. Yeah.
we've we've scheduled for a few days, but I've never had a player to go ahead and take my question on Twitter in response. Like I think you answered this on Twitter with a Shaq Davis um with the Shaq Davis video, but I was going to ask you, what was your welcome to college moment? Was it was it was it that Shaq Davis game, or was there a moment before that? Nah, it was definitely. Well, I wouldn't say. Me and Shaq lined up a few times, but that I mean, me just going up against him in general was like, yeah, like, uh, like college is going to be something. But, um, yeah, I would say that was my like kind of welcome to college moment. Um, for me, just being able to to play against a guy like that, man, he he can catch the ball. His catch radius is sick. Um, even in that even in that video, I. Um, I mean, I'm going back and forth. He even caught the ball. I just had to get him out of bounds. But no, I mean, he's he he he's gonna do great things. Um, I watched him a lot last year, actually, when I had the opportunity to sit out that season. Um, and I watched him go against UCF and, and put on a show. Him and a linebacker from SC State. Um, oh, yeah, BJ. Yeah, BJ. I'm a big fan of BJ Davis for sure. Um, and I'm also a big fan of Shaq for sure. Yeah, man, Shaq, Shaq with the potential to hear his name called later this week. I know BJ moved up. I want to say the ACC somewhere, so I'm sure. Where? East Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's, that sounds right. But, man, I got to ask, DBs get – that y'all get thrown under the bus, man. I'll be completely honest with you with this question, but how big of a trash talker are you during the game? Um, I don't talk too much trash unless like it's like right after a play and like something's going on or something somebody's talking to me, honestly. Um, just because like offenses nowadays, they're fast paced, like you don't even get the chance to talk too much. I mean, just going against offense in practice, man, it was at a point to where we was like gas bad because you know, in practice, like you you're you're getting the worst um situations you know what i'm saying so by the time they was running a play we was running 30 yards down the field the ball was already placed down here they had a second offense coming on like they had new guys like their their ones guys was running flies running off the field they had guys already set up so we got to run back get set get a call make a call make a check all that so it's i mean yeah i don't talk too much trash unless like it's right out there a big player or anything like that uh so yeah i mean uh, i ain't no big trash talker <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it, I'll tell you right now, man. Every wide receiver I have on here, they're like, man, the DBs always started. It's always the DBs' fault. No wide receivers ever do it. So I got to ask you because I, I, I don't think people realize people who haven't played football, the most trash talking comes in practice when you got to go up against the same guys and it's all love. So I got to ask you, who, in your opinion, is the biggest trash talker on JSU's defense going into twenty twenty three? On defense. It gotta be the O line, D line. I mean, I, they in the trenches, man. Like they, they, they be, they be rowdy down there in the, in the trenches. They, uh, um, our, our O line, Debo, he be going at it with uh, they go at it with each other, and then they go at it with Doyle and and Gaddy, and they they talk a lot of they talk a lot of stuff for sure. But if whenever I'm talking stuff, it's more so like I'm joking around, like I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to get under their skin real quick. But it, it's I'll all. I'm telling people because I played offensive line, so I get it. If yeah. you've never been in one-on-ones all yeah. day long, and then you got to go to the scrimmage, it's personal at that point. Like I, we have, we have, because because with like with offensive line, defensive line, you go against the same guy because they they structure it based on talent. So Debo's going against Gaddy or Dole every single rep. Yeah. 
this is ridiculous. But, man, final question aside, man, before I let you run out of here, you've already been listed. You were one of the top ESPN, HBCU, NFL draft prospects last year. You were on the Senior Bowl watch list already. You've done all this stuff. What would it mean to you to be the next HBCU prospect to hear their name called in the NFL draft whenever you declare over these next two years? Life-changing. Life-changing. Um, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a, rough, situ- in a rough city. Um, my mom was fortunate for us to live outside of the city, but as far as playing football, as far as where I was at and spent most of my time, I spent my time in a rough situation, um, seeing a lot of things happen, seeing a lot of people um, have their lives taken to do this with different situations. Um, and so for me growing up, playing little league football, when all them little kids was like, yo, I want to go to the league, I want to go to the league. To me, when they came in, they asked that question. I never raised my hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they was like, oh, who wants to go to the NFL? I would be that one kid that never, never said that. I want to be a lawyer. I still want to be a lawyer to this day. Um, and so, like, for me, the dream of going to the NFL didn't really come about until late um, when I realized, like, all right, like, maybe I could actually do this um, when those kind of those kind of accolades kind of come about you know so this this is a this is a goal and dream that didn't come about until two two years ago or a year and a half ago you know what i'm saying um just, but i mean now now it's becoming so real and, and and it's becoming like something i could actually obtain it's like yo i gotta go get it and for, for that to happen and for me to be able to you know change the change the the the, the course of my life and my family's lives and my and my son's life um, will be will be life changing to say the least. Man, I absolutely love that man. Especially you know the fact that you still emphasize you know your education, wanting to be a lawyer because there's always a life after football and you got to do something. I think a lot of guys really lose sight of that man. So man, I definitely appreciate that. But man, Asias, all about player promotion. Man, let people know where they can find you on social media, contact you for any potential nil opportunities, anything like that. Man, this time is yours. Uh, Twitter, I'm on. I'm on Twitter. Eddie says Guthrie, right there where my name is. Full name. I keep it simple. Uh, just so y'all can find me on Instagram. I'm at uh, say dot less. That's S A I dot L E S S. Um, and all my business stuff um, is included in both of those bios. So you guys can just reach out, hit me, and and we'll get to talking for sure. If you guys want to DM me, I like talking to people too. So anything really. Man, I appreciate your time so much, man. Guys, one of the best defensive backs in the FCS right here. Make sure you go follow him on all social media platforms. But for right now, guys, the Blue Bloods are out.